Um, so yeah, that's that's a nice start for us, and uh, we had to hang on right till the end. But it was it's a good way to you know to be able to use your whole bench too when you when you have an early lead and you feel comfortable using everybody. How does uh, how's Aiden's play spoken to you the last three four games? Well, I think the guys just have a certain level of comfort. Um, he's calm, he's relaxed, so that allows everyone else to be calm and relaxed, the coach, the players, etc. So, um, and, and I think we just feel that with, with Aiden, especially after the run through the playoffs last year. It's more to do with last year probably and the ability to play in big games and big environments and everyone can just relax and play knowing that he has their back. If uh, we break down, and we do, we're no different than any other team. Um, so I think he's, he's earned that trust from the group. You wanted to look at Miramanoff. What did you see? Uh, I thought he, he did some good things. He, uh, in areas of the game where we weren't sure, below the goal line, he ended some plays, um, took good angles, tried to compete hard to use his body. Uh, not a lot happened on the offensive side, and the power play obviously is a guy we think we can help. We only had one. Um, but I thought he was clean with the puck for the most part. When he had chances to make plays, he did. And when he didn't, he, uh, he moved it to good areas. Back-to-back -back game winners for Chandler Stevenson. How do things change for the group when he gets going? Well, we'd, we'd like to be a three-headed monster scoring. Um, and by that, I mean three lines. You know, the fourth line, I thought, actually tonight played really well. Ronnie had a point blank or Coley. I thought they were really good from the second period on. So if they can chip in, that's almost a bonus. So you need need all three. And, and um, so good to see him, you know, get going again. It's a couple of, would you say, game winners, right, in a row. So uh, happy for Stevie. Uh, he's shooting to make a play all the time and it's his turn to shoot he's shooting and he's got a good shot so that helps obviously by you know regular season standards that was a pretty nice win for you guys on tuesday momentum often doesn't carry over from <coughs> shift to shift much less period to period or game to game but you think there's a carryover tonight from that game tuesday i think a little bit i mean we came out of the break we i i think we understand as a team where we are at this time of the year it's it's part three of the season um and the teams that expect to be playing deep into the spring they get their game in order. That's just my, my feeling, and I can see it with our guys. That, you know, we, we're not mismanaging as many pucks or taking as many chances. We know we have to play winning hockey, and uh, I know they got back in the game, but we had a chance to score, and a puck popped out. I think it was more less of a breakdown on us, more of an opportunistic play by by the Coyotes. So um, another night, I thought we were pretty good. Yeah, they had a few chances. They're gonna, but in general, we we tried to play the right way. So that's what I see a carryover of knowing what time of year it is. Yeah, it was important to beat Edmonton, but we didn't even play our best the other night. I think Aiden was a big part of that, and we were opportunistic. Don't get me wrong, we had to score goals, and we did, and we had to close out the game, and we did, and we had to stay disciplined, like tonight, and we did. Uh, good power plays two nights in a row where we were able to, to, to not allow that to beat us either. Thanks, Bruce. Thank you. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 3-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Arizona Coyotes. Vegas now... Improves to 31, 15, and 6, 68 points on the year. To help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bringing the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan? You look at the Golden Knights, 7-1-1 one, one in their last nine games. When you kind of look at it from a maybe more of a macro viewpoint, like what have been kind of the key areas or the recipe, so to speak, for the Golden Knights uh, to reach that success over the last nine? I, I think that you would have to start with the thing that Bruce just spoke about which is the goaltender Aiden Hill um, there's uh, something to be said for the confidence that comes with having the guy between the pipes who won the Stanley Cup several months back and had a terrific start to this year until the injury 
derailed things for him individually. But, um, you know, having returned from injury, has not yet lost and has not given up more than two goals in a game in those four appearances, two before the break and now two since the break. And that is going to not only help the Knights win because not as many pucks are going in, uh, but as uh, Bruce talked about, it really does uh, give uh, the, the rest of the group a lot of support. But you also have to think about even when uh, Hill had not been back, when Carlson had not been back, Eichel out, Theodore out, all these guys going down, you know, there was, uh, there was a, a refocus. Remember Alec Martinez and Alex Petrangelo kind of had that uh, come-together moment for them and just uh, reinforced some of the fundamental things that have helped the Knights win. And, you know, you, you, um, as much as you want to try to generate offense, you know, so much of the Knights' success comes from what they do in the defensive zone, uh, retrieving pucks quickly, getting it into the forwards' hands quickly, and that has led to more offense for the team. You play less in your defensive zone, you're going to be more successful. Uh, they have been much more uh, careful with the puck, and I think that that stuff just snowballs. When it goes well, it works out. You keep rolling with it. So uh, and I think that uh, encapsulates things, Ryan, from the goaltending on out. You know, that's how coaches and scouts and management will look at it, and I think that that's primarily what has fueled this recent run. Now, you know, Gary touched on something, obviously there in, in kind of your wrap-up, in that... This is a team in the Golden Knights. They know how to close out games. And, and obviously, you look at tonight, there's a push from the Coyotes. But I think the Golden Knights did a pretty good job last 12 minutes or so holding Coyotes without a shot. Now, Arizona missed the net quite a bit tonight. But the, the, the point still remains. You're not looking to push the pace offensively. It kind of goes into what you were just talking about. You recognize the game. Not only do you manage pucks, but you have to manage the game. And I think the Golden Knights did a pretty good job of that tonight. Yeah, the, so the way that they did it against the Oilers the other day was uh, a good sign. You know, it, it's almost like everybody looks at how William Carlson plays the game and says, yeah, I want to be like that. You know, Jonas Ronberg said it explicitly the other day. But, boy, does, doesn't he just set the example for all that, Ryan? I mean, that, that is yeah. it's his game. It's always been. And it's almost like you, you um, because he has played so many games, second only to Marcia so in team history, that you almost – take some of that for granted. Marcia so told us that that side of William Carlson is not talked about enough. Now, here, here we are, we're talking about it, uh, but I think Jonathan's <laughs> right. And uh, it's when Carlson misses those 12 games that you are reminded of how well he does that and how um, perhaps other players, when they see it missing, and then when he comes back, it's just uh, to further uh, remind you of, of what we'll call the right way to play hockey. And William is, um, has been that. I mean, as consistent as it gets, the extra offense is wonderful this year, uh, similar to you know how we had produced in the first year. But you know, the Golden Knights wanted this guy because of his 200-foot game, and you know whether the points have been there in in, uh, in heaping loads or not, uh, he has been consistently that, and he has looked. I think he's looked terrific in the two games that he has played, and that's just an example for the rest of the team to follow. With with the outward, the A on the jersey for William Carlson, is, do you feel like there's more ownership in his game because of that leadership role? Or is this just, you know, kind of a different stretch for William Carlson where we're starting to kind of pay attention to and see all those little things that, that lead to a championship caliber team? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know that. I mean, certainly it's an honor, and he is appreciative mm. of that. I think it's just more of recognition of the added maturity that has mm. come with his time with the Knights. And he's an original 
misfit. He is an original Golden Knight. Uh, the organization would not be where it is if not for the way that he has carried himself on and off the ice. So Daniil Mirmanov gets into his first game action in the National Hockey League for a little over a year. When you kind of parse through his game in totality tonight, what'd you think? It was fine. Uh, I think that it was interesting to see Nick Haig with Daniil Mirmanov, which we knew would be the pairing with uh, Zach Whitecloud out for a coach's decision. And, you know, how do those two work off of each other? That was as interesting to me as anything else because Mirmanov has shown the kind of player that he is. Uh, how do he and Haig work off of one another? And that was fine, too. You know, they're both tall. Haig is 6'6", Mirmanov 6'4". Mirmanov had just the one shot, and it came a minute into the game. But Gary described that pass that he made to Stevenson, you know, in the own zone, recovering the puck. And it, like, that is the sort of mindset that Mirmanov has. He was a forward when he first turned pro. And can he also be responsible on the defensive side? He wouldn't be in the lineup if he if he uh, was, if there was any doubt about that. But, you know, hasn't played an NHL game. You heard him, 13 months and nine days. It was New Year's Eve, last time he played, 2022 uh, at the NHL level. And uh, the five games in Henderson, as he pointed out, helpful in getting those, uh, the timing back and those sorts of things. And, and said he felt 100 times better uh, than he thought he would playing the game today. So I'll take him at his word. Uh, he, he looked fine. There were no glaring errors or mistakes. He didn't look out of place. He said he didn't feel out of place. And I think that you would only hope for more next time he plays, if it in fact is Monday. Knights only had the one power play, and a, a good chunk of his offensive production will come with the man up. And that's something that the Knights really need. It just happened to be a game without much special teams. All right, Dan, any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attention to Monday night and the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, well, it's um, it's a great building, this Mullet Arena. I'm not mm -hmm. sure how long the Coyotes will be here. It's something that we had planned to talk about on the broadcast today, the imminent uh, or not so imminent changes to the organization. Where will they play? Uh, Salt Lake City has been brought up, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know how many more times the Knights are going to play here at Mullet Arena, but uh, it is a cool place to watch hockey. Go Sun Devils. <laughs> but but it is, uh, it's neat to be in this venue. It's as close to the ice as will be for an NHL game, short of the outdoor games when we're right on the glass. So it's, it's neat, and there were lots of Golden Knights fans here today who made the trip. So fun, fun place to visit. All right, great stuff as always, Dan. Enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll chat on Monday. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 3-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Arizona Coyotes. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The Golden Knights scored in the first period tonight, so make sure you have the McDonald's app downloaded to redeem your free French fries of any size at your local McDonald's. Tomorrow, it's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 3-2, Vegas 31, 15, and 6. 68 points on the year. Next in action Monday, 7 o'clock, at home against the Minnesota Wild. Vegas now 2-0. 
out of the bye week and the All-Star break. 7-1-1 one, one in their last nine games. And Aiden Hill is 14-2-2 two, two on the year. Not bad, not bad at all. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. You know what it is when it comes to injuries for the Golden Knights. You're still without Jack Eichel. You're still without Shea Theodore. Those are kind of the two main ones that you're looking at. However, Daniil Mirmanov does return to the lineup tonight for the Golden Knights for the first time in over a year. So that's good news on the injury front. It gives you options for sure. Uh, does force some coaches' decisions, but it does give you options. Tobias Bjornfoot continues to progress. Ben Hutton continues to progress. So, you know, in that regard, the Golden Knights are, are pushing the envelope. They're, they're kind of pushing on the door there to get healthier and healthier as this season kind of wears on. And, you know, you're, you're, you're liking the opportunity to, to see which different combinations can, can give you a little bit of magic. I think for the Golden Knights, Bruce Cassidy, experimentation is not necessarily a bad thing right like you know what a lot of your pairings and a lot of your forward groupings can do for you on a night-to-night basis however it doesn't hurt to kind of just mess around with things like if Jack Eichel never went out of the lineup with an injury we wouldn't know how well Nick Waugh, Jonathan Marchessault and Ivan Barbashev work together and that is something that the Golden Knights over time might be able to exploit in different situations so you know we'll see what type of experimentation and you know how things might change for the Golden Knights as players become available and get healthier as things wear on. Let's get into the highlights from this game and go back to the first period, and I talked about it in the, in the pregame show. I wanted a quick start, and we got it, as Jonathan Marcheseau opened the scoring 19 seconds into the game. Wah boots it ahead, sticks it left, Barbashev in, back to the right, a shot, score! Marcheseau, 19 seconds in. Just like that, Vegas is on the board. Jonathan Marcheseau's 26th goal of the year from Ivan Barbashev and Nick Waugh, 19 seconds in, made it one to nothing. Vegas, the Golden Knights added to their lead one minute later as Nick Haig's point shot deflected off a coyote and in. Brisson in the right circle, his pass deflects. Haig grips one, it deflects into the goal. <laughs> Nicholas Haig shoots from out high. William Carlson was in front, and it appears that it is his shot that goes off a coyote and into the goal to give the Knights a 2-0 lead. We're just a minute and 17 seconds into the game. Second goal of the year for Nick Haig from Brendan Brisson and William Carlson. One minute, 17 seconds into the first period, made it 2 to nothing. Vegas, the Coyotes would stop the bleeding as Jason Zucker deflected a point shot past Aiden Hill. Arizona gets the puck out high for a shot, off the post and in. Yuso Valamaki. Just his second goal of the season, but it might have been tipped. I think Jason Zucker, the Vegas native, got a piece. Eighth goal of the year for Jason Zucker from Yusuf Alamaki and Matias Michelli. 4.07 of the first period made it 2-1 Vegas, but the Golden Knights answered back two minutes later as Chandler Stevenson finished off a transi transition opportunity. Quick sticks it to center and Paul Cotter eventually to Stone. To Stevenson now, he shoots, he scores! 3-1 Vegas. 13.43 to go in the first period. Chandler Stevenson on the rush, showing off the speed. Tenth goal of the year for Chandler Stevenson from Mark Stone and Paul Cotter. 6.17 of the first period made it 3-1 Vegas. The Golden Knights appeared to take a 4-1 lead when William Carlson scored on the power play, but the goal came off the board when it was determined Carlson batted the puck out of the air with his glove and in. 
Marchessault hands it off down low. Quick stick. It's a fumbling puck, and they score! William Carlson at the goal line. It was a weird one off a couple of sticks near the crease, and the Knights have struck on the power play to take a 4-1 lead. After video review, it's determined that the Vegas player batted the puck with the glove. It deflected off the goalie and went in. Therefore, we have no goal. He did not touch the puck. So the Carlson power play goal comes off the board. It was more so the arm of William Carlson, but it hits Connor Ingram and goes in before Carlson can play it with his stick, and therefore the, puck, uh, the goal comes off the board. So it's a 3-1 lead for the Golden Knights through the second period and into the third when the Coyotes would make things a little bit interesting as Clayton Keller got behind the defense and made it a one-goal game. And out to center, look out, Keller all by himself. Lefty straight in, he shoots, he scores! Clayton Keller, the all-star, makes it a one-goal game. Arizona within one, through the two Vegas with 16-20 to go in the third period. 21st goal of the year for Clayton Keller from Nick Schmaltz, three minutes, 40 seconds into the third period, made it three to two Vegas. The Coyotes would pull Karel Vimelka late in the third period looking for the equalizer, but all that was left in this game was the final call. Knocked loose, wide near side, ties his man up, clears the zone, and the clock runs out. Vegas holds on and defeats Arizona 3-2. There you have it, 3-2 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes to improve to 31-15-6. and 68 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights next in action Monday, 7 o'clock against the Minnesota Wild. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. If you're headed to the Golden Knights-Carolina Hurricanes game on Saturday, February 17th, be aware of some significant traffic issues presented by closures of both the I-15 and Tropicana Avenue near T-Mobile Arena. Plan ahead, explore alternate routes, and arrive early and stay late for this one. It's the VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights. Defeat the Arizona Coyotes 3-2. Vegas improves to 31-15-6. 68 points on the year. Now just five points back of the Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver's got a game in hand. But for the Golden Knights, it's all about pushing that pace, right? Like, you have a Vancouver team that to this point in the season has not stumbled at all. And every team stumbles. Like, the Edmonton Oilers stumbled out of the gate. The Golden Knights had a couple of stumbles there in December, a little bit in you know early January. But every team's going to hit a stumbling block. Every team's going to have a speed wobble. Every team's going to go through a stretch where the wins aren't there. They're just they're not able to kind of pull those together. And if the Golden Knights can take advantage of the Vancouver Canucks, should they falter? then you have an opportunity to do something and put the pressure on a team that is not used to being in this spot in Vancouver. So it's a big win for the Golden Knights in that respect. Um, checking in on our text line, and you can always send us a text immediately after a game. Text line, instant reaction, send it on over, 702-876-1340. Don't call yet, but the text line's always open. I'm seeing some, like, I'm seeing some commentary on the text line. Stephen Huntsman that says, not sure why the goal scoring dried up as soon as Vimelka came in. 
because uh, Karel Vimelka was phenomenal. Like, he was really good. It, it wasn't for lack of trying, and it wasn't for lack of really high-quality scoring chances for the Golden Knights. Like, the Golden Knights created some really good looks against Karel Vimelka. He was just amazing. He was fantastic. And so sometimes that'll happen, right? Like, for whatever reason, and, and you see this oftentimes whenever there's an early goalie pull, whatever the case may be, you're already behind. You have nothing to lose. You just kind of go in there and you play free. And I think Vimelka played free, and it really did lead to some high-quality, high-end saves. Now, on the flip side of that is you look at Aiden Hill. Again, he was phenomenal. Now, not as busy, certainly, in this game as he was against the Edmonton Oilers on Tuesday. But some pretty quality saves from Aiden Hill in the first period or so. I think the second period, there was a lot of volume. Certainly more volume. I think the dangerous chances for Arizona were in the first period. The volume shots for Arizona, that came in the second period. And then the Vegas Golden Knights closed things out in in pretty good fashion, right? Like, final 12-plus minutes of the third period, the Coyotes don't have a shot on goal. Like, that's how you win hockey games. And so I know that when you score three goals in the first six minutes and 17 seconds... You have a power play goal, it's called back, and it's called back because William Carlson didn't get his stick on the puck. Like, you're allowed to redirect the puck into the net with your skate. You're not allowed to redirect the puck or propel a puck or palm a puck or arm a puck or headbutt a puck into the net. It'd be kind of cool if you could. Like, if you were able to use your head and, and knock the puck in, that would be awesome, but... You have to be able to get a stick on it in that spot, and it doesn't happen for William Carlson. That's why the goal is called back. But the fact of the matter is, when you have that much success offensively early on in the game, you think you're scoring 10 goals. But, and I think Gary, Gary Lawless did a great job explaining this. For the Golden Knights, all they needed tonight was three. Now, granted, the Coyotes could have pushed back, and it could have been a little bit more precarious for sure, but... I still don't feel like in, in at any point in time in the third period, even after Clayton Keller's goal, it didn't feel to me like the Golden Knights were going to lose control of this game. Didn't feel like me to me that they were in any danger. I think that they understood what they needed to do defensively. They knew that if they took away the middle of the ice from Arizona, they'd be fine. And they trusted Aiden Hill. And when you're 14-2-2 two and two on the year, and you come back and you're giving up two or less every single game that you play, and you're 6-0-1 in your last seven starts... It's easy to understand why the Golden Knights are pretty confident. If they score three, they're going to win. And when you look at the stretch 7-1-1 one, and one in their last nine games, like they're scoring three-plus goals a game. They're giving up two or less. That's what they're doing. That's the recipe. That's how this team wins. And that's how they're going to lean into how they have to play until they get the likes of Jack Eichel, Shea Theodore back in the lineup. We're back to wrap it up next on the VGK Postgame Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 3-2. Vegas improves to 31-15-6, and 6, 68 points on the year. Just five points back of the Vancouver Canucks. Nine points up on the Edmonton Oilers. That's why Tuesday was important, but it was even more important 
that the Golden Knights pull out a win here tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar for the Golden Knights. 19 seconds in, Jonathan Marshall scores. A minute later, Nick Haig scores. It's 2-0 early, early, early. Now, got to give the Coyotes a little bit of credit, right? They were able to battle back. They score on their first shot of the game. And you're sitting there thinking, okay, we're in for like a 7-5 game, right? Like the, the goal scoring is just going to continue. Both teams did pretty much whatever they wanted to do in the offensive zone. But then the Golden Knights kind of found their game. They, they score a couple more times. One comes off the board. 3-1 lead going into the second period. And then I said at that point, make it boring. I think the Golden Knights did a pretty good job of making things boring in the second period. Yeah, Clayton Keller scores early in the third. But again, I, I didn't feel like there was much danger in, in terms of how that game finished. I don't think the Coyotes had enough quality in the third period to, to kind of push that needle to uh, worry or, or panic or anything like that. And I think that this was just a business trip type win. This was a, a, a win that the Golden Knights needed to get and it was one that they were pretty workmanlike in getting. So you'll take it all day long, and the Golden Knights now, again, just five points back of the Vancouver Canucks for top spot in the Pacific Division. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show, your phone calls, that's next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, where the station's staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 702-876-1340. That's the number. 702-876-1340. The Golden Knights... 31, 15, and 6, 68 points on the year. Defeat the Arizona Coyotes 3-2. All the goal scoring for the Vegas Golden Knights taking place in the first period. And I'm curious to see what the reaction is. Because on the text line, and again, as we mentioned all the time, text line's always open, even when we're not on the air. Like 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, text line's open for you, 702-876-1340. You got something on your mind, you send it into the text line. But I'm seeing, you know, kind of a similar theme here, other than trying to understand why William Carlson's goal was disallowed. The common theme that I'm seeing is what happened to the offense. It seems to be discontent to a degree with a victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Arizona Coyotes. And I, I feel like that's because all the goal scoring happened in the first period and it felt like the Golden Knights were holding on. As much as you can throw air quotes on, right? They were holding on to this one. So I want to hear from you. If you felt like this game was in danger, if you felt legitimately like the Golden Knights were going to lose their grasp on this one, I want to know why. Because oftentimes when we look at the Golden Knights and how they play, specifically in their own defensive zone, they will cede possession 
if they're taking care of the middle of the ice. I don't think they did a great job of taking care of the middle of the ice in the first period. Second period, third period, they were good. You hold the Coyotes to no shots on goal for the final 12-plus minutes of the game. That's how you close things out. That's how you do it. That's how you win in the National Hockey League. So to me, while I understand optically if a team has the puck in the offensive zone, it feels like you're holding on. I don't view it that way. That's not how I looked at this game from the Golden Knights. Now, that being said, could they have put more on the board? Probably. Did they have plenty of opportunities, plenty of chances? Sure. Yeah, of course they did. But by and large, I think for the Golden Knights, you look at this game tonight, you will take this effort, this situation, this game repeated over and over and over and over again for the final 30 games of the year. Because it means the Golden Knights are scoring enough, and it also means that the Vegas Golden Knights are keeping the puck out of their own net. Big reason why Aiden Hill, he's been phenomenal. 702-876-1340, that's the number. 702-876-1340. Again, if you felt like this game was in question at all, pick up the phone, give me a call right now. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, you know, if you asked me that same question uh, 48 hours ago, I'd say yes. I would have felt like we were just hanging by our fingernails through the final five to ten minutes of the game. Tonight it didn't feel that way. Maybe it was the opponent. Maybe it was the venue. Whatever the reason. But I will say this, just a cautionary tale. You won't be able to score three goals every night and win consistently. I mean, you'll win but not unless you get that kind of play out of Aiden Hill over and over and over again, and Logan Thompson at some point as well. So let's just uh, look back at the last two games and say we could have been in some trouble if not for the incredible goaltending of Aiden Hill. But I want to devote a little bit of time to one of the finest families in the organization, the Miramanoffs. Uh, just wonderful, wonderful people. I hope Mrs. M is listening tonight in Russia where it's almost noon. And uh, certainly your your child is uh, a, another one of so many component parts that this team has. They can plug in anytime. Even Zach Whitecloud can be a healthy scratch. It, it's a comforting thing to know that we have this kind of defensive depth uh, and, and so maybe a little more offensive depth would be in order in the future, and that would have something to do with what Kelly McCrimmon does. Let me ask you this, uh, and, and then let everybody else have a thought. Um, I think Mullet Arena is a disgrace. Uh, I think it's a fine facility, and just like I love City National, I'm sure I would love Mullet Arena, but it's not the place to play a National Hockey League game. Uh, can you possibly see any reason why they would play beyond this season? Um, I, I can, Mike, uh, and, and thanks for the call. If the Arizona Coyotes are going to stay in Arizona, they need to develop and build a new rink. That takes time. So if the final call on this is Arizona stays in Arizona, the Coyotes stay in Arizona, then you need somewhere to play. And the only way that you're going to have somewhere to play is if apparently you play at Mullet Arena. So... Um, could I see it happening beyond that? Yes. Uh, does it feel like that's becoming more and more untenable 
yes. Um, so I don't know. Like we'll, we'll see how things develop when it comes to the Coyotes, when it comes to Arizona, all of that. But you know, for right now, it, it is what it is. That's the reality of of the Coyotes playing in Arizona, and we'll you know we'll kind of keep an eye on it and see. Now, um, Zach Whitecloud, coach's decision. Um, want to make that distinction because you have players that you're trying to get different looks at. And I understand it, it's probably just debating semantics at this point, but the fact of the matter is you've got a healthy Daniil Mirmanov. You want to see what he can do for you, how he can help your team, comes to power play, special teams, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you got to give him a chance. Someone's got to come out, and, and it was a coach's decision today from Bruce Cassidy. Um, the idea that you can't win reliably scoring three goals a game, I disagree with that because I think the Golden Knights system and how they want to defend, coupled with the goaltending of Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson now having both healthy, can reliably keep you two goals or less. I, I think it can. And I'll be real honest here, Aiden Hill was significantly better Tuesday night than he was tonight. Uh, it's not to say that Aiden wasn't good tonight. He was solid. He was, he was fine. But I think there was more team defense, Aiden Hill doing what he needs to do in tonight's game, more so than Aiden Hill stealing a game for the Golden Knights. That's not how I view it tonight. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So, uh, sorry, Tim, it's me again. Um, you don't want to hear the same people. You better call in. Um, it was crazy going to this game after the Oilers game because it was not as... <laughs> it didn't like it still felt like an intense game but not as crazy so that was nice to uh, have a little bit more chill game um real fun to see those goals right off the bat but this was a game even when it got to a one goal game like i wish it wasn't that close but it didn't feel like this was a game where we're going to lose like they were playing really well defensively it could have easily been five six to one like there were those two sequences in the second period that either one could have easily been a goal and, and just mm. weren't. And credit to the Coyotes for doing what they needed to do because obviously there's two teams out there playing. But, um, yeah, it's just good to see another solid win. Good to see a win in Mullet Arena. Yeah, thanks for the call there, Stephanie. You're right on the money. Um, for the Golden Knights, they are able to find a victory in Mullet Arena, so good on them for that. Uh, they were able to answer a loss earlier in the year uh, to the Arizona Coyotes, so you like that too. And, you know, I, again, I, I maybe I'm looking at it a little bit differently, but I, I don't think there were moments of concern for me in the third period. I know Clayton Keller scores opportunistic play, but by and large, I think the Golden Knights controlled the majority of that game. And, you know, I think Stephanie hits on a really important point Vegas probably should have scored three or four more goals the rest of the way. Karel Vimelka, who came in in relief of Connor Ingram, phenomenal. To the point where, like, if you're, on, if you're Andre Torney, you're probably, like, sitting there saying, ah, I probably should have started that guy. He was that good tonight. So, you know, something to keep in mind. 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. If you are always talking about how there needs to be different opinions, more opinions on this show, it's, it's on you. Pick up the phone right now. Give me a call, 702-876-1340. We're back with more on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. In the postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas 3-2 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes. Vegas 31-15 and 6.68 points on the year. Next in action, Monday, 7 o'clock at home against the Minnesota Wild. 702-876-1340, that's the number. If you'd like to join us here on the extended postgame show, let's go back out to the phone lines. Bring in Billy. Hey, Billy, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, how you doing tonight? I'm good. Hey, um, I'm going to tell my friends and uh, some other guys that, you know, my, a lot of my high guys, I'm not worried about this team until we get a whole squad back. And you, you see pieces coming back. My guy, Carly. My favorite player in this team is Carly. It's mm-hmm. always been that guy since the beginning. Now mm-hmm. we're getting pieces back. And again, you see you see the progression all the way through. Like tonight, for instance, we came out busting, and that's how we, you know that's that's our team. I mean, like last night, the other night with Edmonton, we knew we knew going into that game that it's going to be a playoff atmosphere, and we showed up. And yeah. that's what we got to, you know, going forward. Once we go, once we get our team back, I'm sorry, until until somebody beats our team, yeah. with our team, I'm not going to believe they can be, anybody can beat us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call, Billy. I appreciate it. Um, you know, again, you're able to do this without Jack Eichel, without Shea Theodore. Those are two incredibly important pieces to this Vegas Golden Knights team. So, you know, to a degree, I, I'd agree in that you, you want to see what the Golden Knights are when you've got both of those guys in the fold. You're also looking at the NHL's trade deadline, which is a little under a month away. What what areas will Kelly McCrimmon improve in terms of this team? But you know, the goal remains the same. It's to win another Stanley Cup. And I think, you know, this team right now is pretty well poised uh, to make the playoffs and give themselves an opportunity to do just that. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Uh, is it Lou on, uh, on line one? Oh, no calls. Okay. Uh, so for the Golden Knights, again, 702-876-1340. That's the number. Um, I look at this game as a business trip. I look at this game as a workmanlike mentality. I look at this game as, okay, you know what you got to do. You got a job to do. It's a trap game if there ever was one. You're coming from an incredible atmosphere. And, like, I'm not going to go so far as to call Mullet Arena a disgrace. I don't think that that's the case. Arizona is a market the NHL covets. The Coyotes have fans that really do appreciate that team that love that team, believe it or not, and and again, this might sound ridiculous when you're talking about 4,600 seats in in a rink, but they're like cash positive. That doesn't happen if you don't have diehard fans. But you cannot get close to the same type of atmosphere as what you got Tuesday night inside T-Mobile Arena. The Edmonton Oilers, 16-game win streak, it's a rival, it's a team you played in the playoffs, like... You can get up for that game. It's not hard. It's really difficult, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but it's really difficult 
to go on the road to Mullet Arena and get up for the Arizona Coyotes. And yet, the Golden Knights do what they, they got to do. You, you take advantage of a really strong open, opening seven, eight minutes. You take advantage of a Connor Ingram start in which he was not sharp at all. And you score, right? Like, that's, that's what the Golden Knights did. And then you clamp things down defensively. You make sure that you're taking care of the middle of the ice. You play to your structure in the defensive zone, and you trust in your goaltender to make the saves he's supposed to make. That was the recipe for the Golden Knights, and it's not going to be dissimilar on Monday when they face Minnesota. Golden Knights are going to try to score. They want to be opportunistic. They want to put the puck in the back of the net. They want to be balanced. And then if you give them a lead, they can close things out. And so you have to celebrate those situations and those aspects of the game. And, you know, I look at this one again. At no point in time was there a concern in my mind that Arizona was going to have a strong enough push to break through what the Golden Knights were doing well defensively. And that's the game. And sometimes you have to ride a great opening 10 minutes to a 3-2 victory, bank the two points, and move on to the next game. A game that I'm expecting the Golden Knights to be up for. Not only is it Minnesota, a team that you know you don't play many boring games against, even though they're not doing particularly well in the standings, it's still Kirill Kaprizov, Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, there's reasons. But then you've got Alex Petrangelo. It will be his 1,000th game in the National Hockey League at home. You're going to have a lot of reasons to win that game if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. Not the least of which... You want to try to narrow that gap uh, between yourselves and the Vancouver Canucks and widen the gap between yourselves and the Edmonton Oilers. Take a break. Wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 3-2 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes. Vegas 31, 15, and 6. 68 points on the year. Next in action Monday, 7 o'clock against the Minnesota Wild. This game where the Golden Knights just went in, took care of business, pick up two points, and they make some, some room or some headway in the standings, right? Like, the, the Vancouver Canucks falter tonight. They lose 4 to nothing to the Boston Bruins. Opens up an opportunity for the Golden Knights. They take advantage of it. And now they're just five points back of Vancouver and nine points up on the Edmonton Oilers. That's big. That's what was so important about tonight's game. And the Golden Knights take care of business, dispatch the Arizona Coyotes 3-2. to two. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Mateo Lopez-Gonzalez down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. Thanks to you, our listeners, our callers, and our texters. It is your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Monday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights post-game show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.